You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 129, recorded October 10th, 2021. Ah, it's spoopy month already. Holy crap. Uh, spoopy! <laughs> that being said, uh, the topic for this episode is going to be Trials and Tribulations, part one. I'm going to be your host for the episode. I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orchid. And we got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore Lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at Guardians underscore Lore at Outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. And you can do that by jumping into our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description. But if you're too lazy to actually go hunt for it, it is discord.gg slash lorehub. Fancy. <laughs> right? Lorehub has its own customized link, and it's so fancy. Fancy. I wouldn't bother copying a standardized link into my address bar. It's so 1990s. Customized links are in vogue right now, don't you know? So fancy. It's so fancy. I'll need a second monocle. Mm, so fancy. And I dare say Eris Morn will need a third. <laughs> so fancy. Uh, you can also find our info on thelortnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're there, too. There it is. Mm-hmm. We're still there. So. Also fancy. So, this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle. Woo! Uh, this first bullet. So, how's that GM this week? <laughs> so, I'm going to read it exactly what they what we have written. Mini scribes are if colony are scorn and had no sounds. Sub-bullet. Fuck. <laughs> Them, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. You wrote the second part. I wrote the first part. <sighs> like, it took my team four failed attempts to figure out, oh, when we kill a stalker, mini screebs spawn. And it took They're us- They're so cute. And it took us another one to realize, oh, they can clip through the ground and they they- crawl on the ceiling and walls and nothing stops them they're super adorable though no they aren't no they're super adorable they are fucking terrifying if by terrifying you mean adorable yeah i can't tell if i'm laughing or crying oh no they're it's... like they're like baby fallen if they were turned into if they were killed and given dark ether. Yes. They're the smallen version of of the of the scorn. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to uh -huh. kill a fallen nugget and give it dark ether. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. They're super adorable. No. They remind like... me of those little scarabs from the mummy. 
you know the mummy movie from like 97 or something like when we were kids mm-hmm. yeah that's what they remind me of like those little scree- those little uh scarab beetles like everywhere you like eat your flesh yeah. off it was on hbo i watched it the other day because i was like ooh, i haven't seen this movie like since i was very small yeah it's what it reminds me of mm-hmm no, that like those those screams are terrifying because they make almost no sound, and I wish they made a sound. And by the time you realize they're on you, you have a panic attack because they're on you. Mm-hmm. Like I, we wiped so many times on Tuesday, it it was. You made it through. We did, we did, and then the three of us looked at each other's names and we're like never again <laughs> <laughs> this week uh well since you made it through you don't have to do it again right unless somebody asks for help uh that's true yeah but that gm is out of the way i don't need it for gilding conqueror but you know what else has been troubling this past week what the destiny content vault well you had to say it yeah oh man i set twitter on fire i'm not sorry about it (laughs) so bungie announced that forsaken content you know the campaign the tangled shore as a destination uh and two of the three strikes on the tangled shore are leaving the third one is warden of nothing that is staying because it's technically not on the tangled shore it's using different aspects but it's not part of the tinkle shore itself spiders functionality you know buying glimmer buying legendary shards enhancement cores planetary materials those are all going to rahul so he's actually going to be useful and it means we don't have to keep running between tangled shore and the tower tangled shore and the tower to buy shit also year four content so hawk moon mission presage the Wrathborn Hunts, Overrides, Expunges, Astral Alignments, Shattered Realms, anything else that might come out th- at the end of the season because we have no idea what else is coming. All of that is going away. Now, notice how I didn't say Battlegrounds or Proving Ground Strike. Those are actually staying. The Battlegrounds themselves are getting folded into the strike playlist and that's getting renamed to vanguard operations and i don't know how exactly that's going to all work out aside from just a a copy and paste i guess of just like integrating them in but that's coming now we had like we had talked about it before about what might possibly be leaving and we were I mean, obviously, we we spoke about the Tangled Shore, and we had thought the Dreaming City was leaving as well. But the Dreaming City is, in fact, staying. Uh, So that means you still have access to Last Wish, Shattered Throne, the Corrupted Strike, the Lost Sectors. And the Forsaken campaign will be free to play come December. But if you want access to... Last Wish, Shattered Throne, and the exotics from it, you gotta buy the Forsaken pack. If you already own Forsaken, it's just gonna convert over. 
I know that was a lot. Yeah, that's that's a lot to get through. Yeah. Um, there's no pricing on the Forsaken pack. Don't know how much that's going to be. It wasn't in the TWAB, I don't think. Um, I'm sure we'll know more when December actually rolls around or in future TWABs. Because God forbid they won't tell us how much something costs knowing Bungie. They'll be very excited to tell us how much it is. Right. Or we could have just missed it. I mean, like, I could have just missed Red and just not seen, like, it'll cost, you know, $20. Meh. Like, same. Like, I. Yeah. Or 10 bucks or something. I could have just missed. I could have just missed reading it. Yeah. But, but as for um, the things that are actually getting vaulted, I'm not going to miss the Tangled Shore. I don't really care. I never go there. There's only there's one lost sector I like to farm because it's very small. It's the one that is... With the elevator, right? It's the elevator one. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> the that only one, one I farm as well. That's the one I farm all the time. Um. And I started farming that two gardening games ago with my Titan. Um, that yeah. is the easiest one to farm. That is like the farmable one. So I that's the one whenever I need to farm lost sectors or just farm kills of any kind. That is the one I go to. Yep. Because this is the easiest, it is the most farmable one because all the scorn just kind of stand in groups. You can just like toss a nade and wait. Or if I need to get just like any sort of kills I, I so i gotta do that before the end if i need any catalyst done this is the time to do it so ironically enough if you have shards of galinor you can get two blade barrages in that lost sector mm-hmm. i can usually get two or three nova bombs off if you have the right build in there it, the only reason i know is because i've been trying to finish off some of the triumphs for hunter mm -hmm. and the one for blade barrages kill six things with a blade single blade barrage and that strike is or that that lost sector is really good for it mm -hmm. yeah like i they're moving spiders functionality to rahul so that's going to the tower right i'm not attached that's to hollow layer or broodhold as strikes like i can't do hollowed layer like i straight right. up cannot do that one that is the one that i literally cannot do and like with losing hollowed layer we'll be losing mind benders not sad about that that is a very nasty shotgun so oh well bye-bye well, and, and broodhold was a playstation exclusive for an entire year by the time we got it it wasn't relevant and we, as in, like, PC players and Xbox players. So, like, I'm not attached to either of those strikes. So I'm good with them just going away. The only thing I'm sad about is that one lost sector. And even then, I have a replacement at this point. Aphelion's Rest in the Dreaming City. That one really is a great one. So, like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I'm... I, I, I have no problem with them vaulting it right and this round of vaulting is far less than what we had when beyond light came out like we had four locations that got vaulted that was a total of i think seven strikes there were like two gambit maps there were almost was it almost half or over half of the crucible maps that got vaulted 11 at least yeah not more it was over yeah so like we had a ton that just got vaulted and we survived that and people are moaning bitching and groaning about losing the tingle shore 
Okay, sure. I think they're more upset about losing something that they paid for. So they have this inherent thought that I paid money for this thing, so therefore I own it. Uh, You don't own the thing. You bought a license in order to play the thing. You don't own it. And this is the same with any digital item that you've paid money for. So anything like I own Thumbelina in the Amazon movie store, the one from like 1994, (laughs) because I like that movie. Like it's when I'm sick, I want to watch that movie like 18 times because I like that movie. Don't ask me why. I just like it. It's terrible. It's not good. I just like that movie. So I own that movie digitally. I know that it's not my movie. I just bought the rights to watch that movie a hundred times. And I'm sure someone at Amazon is like, the fuck is wrong with this one person who owns this movie? (laughs) They only own three movies and like it's three different versions of Thumbelina. (laughs) And what one of them is the sum of like what what is it? The um that one movie, it's like the sum of all fears. I own that movie and I own Thumbelina (laughs) and I own like the swan princess and it's like the three movies i own from amazon it's like why (laughs) do you own those three movies (laughs) the person at amazon is like what is this person (laughs) we must there's so many questions oh man but um but but like i own the rights to those movies i don't own those movies i actually physically own the movie at home i own a vhs of this movie at my parents house Oh, man. On tape. Yes. And I have a VHS player at my parents' house. I could still watch it if I really wanted to on tape. But I own it digitally, but it's not actually mine. I own the rights to watch it digitally. They can revoke it at any time. It's in the end, it's in the end user license agreement. And it's the same with any digital music you buy from Amazon. It's the same with any book you buy from Amazon. Right. And it's any digital thing that you buy, you're only buying a license to use it. Right. It's not yours. It's the same with any game you play. Like Mario Kart, it's not yours. You are using it. Now, if you physically own the thing, that is different. But you are still, you still physically bought the item, but they can still lock you out of using it. Yep. Like they can brick your system remotely and then you can, then you can't use it. Yeah. So, now, like, you should read the EULA. To relate this back to Destiny, like, we lost the Red War campaign. We lost everything from the Curse of Osiris DLC. Mm-hmm. We lost everything from Warmind. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've reprised the stuff, but, like, it, that was just weapons and armor. We have no access to the destinations we have no access to the campaign Mm -hmm. like we've been through this before and people are up in arms about losing forsaken Mm -hmm. and i think part of that might also be because this is the last thing that actually had Cade. yeah but i'm also looking at it from a practical standpoint it would make the new light experience not as confusing because in the new light quest it actually talks about how the hunter vanguard got killed in a prison raid and then all of a sudden you jump into the forsaken content because your buddy's dragging you through it and this Cade guy is still alive somehow like i can see there being confusion 
I think also from a story standpoint, people are upset because they're like, well, new lights should get to experience all of Destiny. Well, no, they shouldn't. They're new lights. Like they just, if you're going by the story of Destiny, they just woke up. Yeah. They weren't there for the Red War. Right. They don't get to experience it. I'm sorry. You just woke up. Right. You weren't there for it. Like, that sucks to be you. I'm sorry. It, I, I completely agree. Like, I know that sounds really shitty of me. And, like, I'm sure I'm going to get, like, backlash for it. Because, like, I just, the way my voice sounds makes me sound super bitchy. And I'm sorry, but. Well, and, and like. The Destiny is a linear story and it is based on real time. Right. And if you are starting now in the game and the game very much puts itself on like i am like i am just starting the game now i should get to play all the content no you shouldn't i'm sorry you weren't there end of story you don't get to you don't stop thinking you deserve everything the world that doesn't revolve around you you fucking child Like, you fucking children are so self-centered. I want to slap all of you. Like, I have dealt with all of you fucking self-centered goddamn 13-year-olds all weekend. And all of you are like, no, but I paid for it, so it's mine. Okay, do you know what? Yeah, I paid for it too, okay? I am also upset that I'm losing the thing that I paid for. And it sucks. And I'm sorry. I also don't want to lose the thing that I paid for. But Destiny can only run smoothly when the activities and the destinations and the events are limited. Like, literally, if you have too many of the above things I just mentioned, the game functionality actually literally suffers. You cannot run that. And, like, all of us poor people who don't have really super nice machines... If I'm not running a 3090, I can't run the thing. Right. Like, all of you assholes with, like, old Xboxes cannot run the game. And and even... And, like, people with PS4s cannot run the game. Yep. And, like, the internet can only run so much bandwidth. Because this is a peer-to-peer game. This doesn't run on servers. Like, the game is on your computer. And then it is a peer-to-peer game. It's not like Final Fantasy, where it is a server-based game. Yeah. Like, that is not how this works. Like, it is only on servers so much. Like, there are are based on servers, like, the world's... Game development is fucking expensive. It's not a file size issue. It is, but it isn't. It's a stability issue. And, like, removing old content means there's a functionality margin for new content. And, like... Beyond Light is now there are engine improvements like Destiny 1 was a lot bigger than Destiny 2, which got better than Destiny 1. Beyond Light is now very much better than Destiny 2 was for engine improvements. And the game is getting better, but it still can't handle everything like Prophecy was removed and updated and brought back for a reason. If you remember that. Yeah. It takes time to add content and it's also improving old content and the game is barely holding together. 
like as a game yep it's seriously like it's easy to say bungie should just like make better servers in a better engine but they're like literally already doing that so yep and people are so, still complaining yeah so you either sacrifice old stuff and you never release like new content or you vault the content so you can function with the new content so that's the price to like keep the characters that you have and it's like literally in the destiny 2 like vaulting thing that they released a year ago yeah yeah we're going to we'll link it in the description for this episode so this is from Building a Viable Future in Destiny 2 from June 9th, 2020. <laughs> so all of you chuckle fucks who are complaining about vaulting planets and destinations and are really sad about it. I am sad also. But I am really sick and tired of people complaining about losing all of your stuff because I'm really like sad about it too. I'm sad about things that I've paid for since Destiny 2 came out. And fucking believe me, because I have the collector's edition for everything. I have shelled out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars for this game. Same. Over thousands of dollars now at this point. Because if you fucking believe that I have not paid tons of silver to have all of the pretty things, you are vastly <laughs> underestimating the amount of money I have put into this game at this point. Because I like to look pretty. Yeah. That I will pay because I like this game which is why I defend it, which is why I'm so fucking mad right now. I don't like losing my stuff, but I also do not like the number of petulant children that just wander around just shouting about like, oh, I don't want to lose my stuff. I paid for it. Yeah, no one does. But this is the way it is. And, and, and especially those petulant children who threaten people because of it. There are people threatening Bungie that I've had in my own threads on Twitter that I have forwarded to Bungie. Do not think I haven't. I have friends who work there. They have received the tweets. I have sent it to them. I have gotten threats to my own person. I have had requests to see my mommy milkers. That was very interesting. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Um, I've, I've had a fucking weekend guys, this community sucks sometimes, but this is a conversation that we need to have. And it seems that it happens every single time something gets vaulted, but vaulting is necessary and is good for the game. So understand how game development works and don't come to me being like, oh, well they can just afford it. They're just doing it because they can make a lot of money. Like, get the fuck out with that shit. Game development is very expensive. It is very, very costly. And it's very well, risky. It's it's difficult. Like It's difficult. It's risky. It's very expensive. Like, how many times have, have they released a new bit of content or a new update and something breaks? And it, they spend, like, a week or two trying to fix it all. Oh. Like... All the time. And I'm I'm looking at you, Telesto. The game is is constantly breaking. And that's because they keep adding on and on and on. They've already pushed back Witch Queen. And I'm sure that's because of the amount of content that is 
in the game currently. So they're trying to figure out what adding the new content is going to break, trying to fix it all before the actual release. Yeah. Because we're getting a bunch of new systems. So I just, I see the arguments and I just, I personally am fine with it. I'm fine with them vaulting anything and everything because yeah, I paid $60 for the Forsaken year, you know, Forsaken and the seasons. If you broke down the amount of time that I've actually played that content, I'm pretty sure it's pennies. Like the game has actually paid for itself and then some. So- I've gotten, yeah, I've, I've gotten uh, hundreds of hours of experience out of the 60 something dollars i paid for forsaken exactly i'm seeing people complain about like i paid 25 dollars for it i'm mad because i bought it six months ago and it's being vaulted like you knew it was being vaulted anyone with half a brain knew it was going to be vaulted and if you didn't like you have it for a year experience it for that year that you have it yeah I'm sorry for you that you're losing it like in a year, but you paid $25 for it. I paid 60. Like, well, and, and even sorry. then, like $25, that's two movie tickets, four hours of content mm-hmm. versus possibly hundreds. Yep. Like, I just, I look at this from a very logical standpoint and it's, it's mind boggling. I can't sometimes like I understand the emotions behind it, but I just I look at it from the logical standpoint. Right. And and I'm just I'm all right. Bungie is doing this for the health of the game. They wouldn't do this just to screw over their players. They're not doing this for, you know, a reason like. Or just because they want to screw people over there doing it to make sure that you have a good experience. If they left it in the game and the game was unplayable because they left it in the game, you would complain and say this game is now unplayable. Yeah. So what do you want? Do you want to leave it in the game, have a place that you never go to? And, oh, now you don't, you know, it's like I never go to Nessus. I don't give a shit about Nessus. Honestly, the only time I go to Nessus is because of a strike. Yep. I don't go there unless I want to go farm that one lost sector in like the bottom left corner because I need to go kill a bunch of Cabal. Like I don't go to Nessus because I know they're reliably in that lost sector. Yeah. Like. And see, I I go to. That's the only time I go there. I go to that lost sector and the one right at the initial spawn. Oh, yeah. For the Vex. Uh, uh Uh-huh. I go to that one, too, for the Vex. But, like, at at this point, there are specific locations that they are only good for that. Yep. Tangled Shore was one of them. And... I... Yeah. I used to... (laughs) I used to go there a lot more when the Forges were there. Because I could go farm those for kills for things. You mean Nessus? Yeah. Yeah, Nessus. I go to the the EDZ for more things. I do too. No idea why. Yeah. Well. But 
anyways, we've yep. beaten this content out of the vault. Yep. <laughs> um, I feel better now that I've yelled at people. <laughs> and that was an orchid rant. Um, ah! <laughs> yell about it. Fuck you, Twitter! I think that's go. just the problem with social media, period. <laughs> anyway. Throw something. Um, moving back into the, the non-yelling part of it. <laughs> uh, weekly story! Yay! Is this yeah. the final story before the fucking Halloween bullshits? Before I get my dino outfit. I'm I'm going for the dino outfit and I'm I'm hoping Dino outfit. Dino outfit. I'm hoping the content that comes for the the event is actually good. <gasps> but I get a dino outfit, that's all I care about. That is Spoopy Forest. I hope it's not Spoopy like, Forest. Spoopy Forest so, I'm always super excited about for the first week and then it becomes Sleepy Forest. <laughs> see see the the problem with last year was the fact that they made it more rewarding. You forget to turn in your keys, and then well, it becomes Sleepy Forest. And <laughs> I well, remember no, no, no. last so, year. No, so like they made it more rewarding, but the problem is yeah, you right. had to go, you couldn't do the activity that you wanted to play in order to get those rewards. I know everything else in the game that you've already been grinding a year for in order to actually do a single run, and then you're like, well, okay, better go grind the other. St- shit again like it was yeah just... i don't want to do that i just want to do sleepy forest right if i want to sit in there for three hours let me if i want to do sleepy forest in my dino outfit let me A- except that now canonically we shouldn't yeah. have access to it no it's gonna be in saint's closet of, of wonders orchid i'm gonna need you to come out of that closet Nope, I'm in Saints Closet of Wonders. That's where I live now. <laughs> His Closet of Wonders. Ooh, spoopy. Anyway. So, week seven. <laughs> Mara was talking about Crow and Savathun, lamenting about when she first met Crow. And Savathun's manipulation of him. Petra was talking about Savathun's exorcism, but mentions that it can't be done until there's a cosmic alignment. And she says it will take time. Uh, Then she thanks us for rescuing the Techians and talks about Crow. Savathun thinks that she's the, the catalyst that brings humanity and the reef together. She then talks about Mara's rage and how the time is almost here for the exorcism, but this is the final time we'll talk to her before then. And I really enjoyed this last part. Glint asks Petra about what Savathun showed Crow and the situation he's fallen into. And the conversation goes, be patient, little light. He'll come around. How do you know? Because Aldrin was always a fool for love. And your crow loves you. Oh, I that love just, that part. That just tore at me. I'm like, oh. I know. It made me go, oh. I made the sound. I was like, oh. It's, it made me melt. It was really cute. 
Like it was it was the cutest thing. And I just mm-hmm. I sat there and I was like, oh, it, it, I like I just I like Glint. He is not as naive now. And I think that's a lot to do with the fact that he has worldly experience now. But he's still wet behind the ears. You know, still yes. learning the ropes and mm-hmm. trying to figure things out. And I just, I like that. I like watching him and Crow become something more, you know? But I'm a sap. <sighs> so, I I think we're good for now, right? I, I do want to say, I... If you've been keeping up reading the lore book that goes along with each week, it's been really good as something that like complements every single week. It's it's supplemental. Yeah, it's supplemental and and it's good. So um definitely go ahead and read week 7's lore entry for what is it pebbles or whatever the fuck it's called. What's the lore book called? I think I think it is pebbles. Is it ripples? Ripples. I knew it was something like that. Ripples. Pebbles. I don't know why I thought it was called that. Pebbles. <laughs> it was really good though. I don't really want to spoil it for people who haven't read it yet. But it was what I wanted to see in game that didn't happen in game. It was like the it was the emotion from Mara that I wanted to see, kind of like between Mara, between Mara and Savathun, but just wasn't privy to it. That yeah, and it was really good, and so like please go read it if you haven't read it yet. And um, I think what, well, Elvis and I will have to talk about how we're gonna do that lore book. Consider we won't get that last entry. We might have to do the last entry as like a little lore or something. We'll figure it if we out. Want to actually, as if we want to actually do the lore book, you know, before you know, both of us are you know dead and buried in the ground. Speak for yourself. Considering like the way, <laughs> considering the way, that... I'm gonna live forever. You shut up. Are you? I'm not. Uh, let's be real. I'll, I'll have <laughs> the way. Like my last two weeks have been going. I've been sick at home with COVID. <laughs> And and let's be real, I'd probably have suicide by food. Oh, jeez. I mean, at least that's a way to go. Right? Like, are you just going to, like, I don't know, suffocate in a cake or something? Like No, high cholesterol. How's that even? Oh. <laughs> oh. It's, I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, how that would work. Like, would you just, like, I, I see what you, okay. I see what you mean now. <laughs> I was trying to imagine that and just be like, I'm sorry, cruel world. I can't go on any longer. These calzones are going up my nose. And I'm going to inhale until I can no longer breathe. Uh, but no. No. It's, no. 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 I'm just going to lore network ad. Lore network ad. Okay. Creamy. The lore network. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. 
Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. What the fuck, Creamy? <laughs> he said you're going to die by food. I thought maybe there'd be some food in it. There wasn't. I was really disappointed. I, 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 mm. <laughs> oh, do you mean that kind of creamy? Oh, no. That's my other job. I, I No, I did not mean... Let's just move on. What were you talking about? <laughs> Let's just move on. I was talking about food. Well. <laughs> Brief intro to the topic. Uh-huh. This lore book was obtained... <laughs> From your first match win each weekend during the Trials of Osiris. However, since Beyond Light came out, the lore book is available for everyone to read. And this was original shitty Trials of Osiris before it got good. Before everybody looked at Trials and went, get good, scrub. Yeah, this is this is bad Trials. This isn't now good, improved Trials. Anyway, I'm going to read this first one. Yes, please. Actually, um, I'm going to... We need to explain this first one first. This first entry has pipes in it. Pipes being little lines that separate the way pair or the way sentences are are read. So we're gonna read it the entire way the first time, and then we're gonna read it again with the pipes removed. Good. Yep. We'll have Elmas read it the second time. This is chapter one. Instigate. It was supposed to be a garden world. The phrase will echo across quantified cross-sections of conflict. Uttered in confidence had always been false. The expanse above, a cup, rimmed in gamma-ink radiance, jammed against the Mercurian sky at the Carmen line. Against the howl of star wind, the fountains of the great deep burst apart in the floodgates. The black screen of tomorrow fell open. Within the rip, without form known nor ever to be seen, a monolithic hulk of fluid and steel convulsed. Eternal and always, and excreted coils of shimmering, glorious life probing host of multitudes, clattering tendrils, an ungodly horror that no time would accept slithered down the gullet of the heavens to make landfall. Chrome-hooked appendages breached sky, counted in triplets, stretched for miles through sun-soaked atmosphere. They bored with deepest intentions into the marigold strands. From the great temporal chasms, the wailing mouths of creation flowed an ocean, a second conception of radiolarian fluid. Across the horizon of definitive sprawl, the scene was superimposed design resonant and uniquely multiplicative. 
Each injection site formed mirrored in the hundreds of thousands, fostered a new lineage in stone and steel and fluid. They would live the new age in subroutine sleep and observation. They would foster the metallic seeds of a generation in twilight time. From the site's bubbled pools, progeny of endless possibility that murmured chaotic, lullabies of change and wrung the traveler's light from mercury. The light coalesced imbibed within the pools. The planet transformed, reborn into a sleepless dream machine of prediction. The arms retracted, purpose fulfilled, and returned to space between time-temporal hovels. Suspended just above Mercury's last gasp in With them in compliant tone rose the spires. In the core, threads of iron dancing in coax animation fused reinforcement into the spires and brought them high. The surface driven flat prepared by eons of solar erosion had been resurrected in. A million open mouths sang curled, plated tongues in ritualistic completion. Across the world grew beauty, terrible consciousness that yearned to establish the connection find its progenitor. The hulking vessels cried out, pulsed with light. The pools and spires pulsed dull tones in recognition. And the starless black sealed once more restoring the soul-dominated sky and waiting in angular shadow. Illumination left the spires who had begun their work and the light was sown, erased. That's better. Okay, and I'll be reading it without the piped sections. It was a garden world. The phrase uttered in confidence. The expanse above, a cup, rimmed in gamma ink radiance, dammed against the Mercurian sky at the Carmen line, against the howl of star wind, the black fell open. Within the rip, a monolithic hulk of fluid and steel convulsed, and excreted coils of shimmering life. Probing, clattering tendrils, slithered down to make landfall. Chrome-hooked appendages stretched for miles through the sun-soaked atmosphere. They bored into the marigold sands. From the great temporal chasms flowed an ocean of radiolarian fluid. Across the horizon, the scene was resonant and multiplicative. Each injection site fostered a new lineage in stone and steel and fluid. The new age in subroutine and observation. They would foster the seeds of a generation in time. From the sight's bubbled pools of that murmured chaotic and wrung the traveler's light from Mercury. The light coalesced within the pools. The planet transformed into a machine of prediction. 
the arms retracted and returned to temporal hovels suspended just above Mercury's influence. With them rose the spires. From the core, threads of iron fused reinforcement into the spires and brought them high. A surface driven flat by eons of solar erosion had risen. A million open mouths curled plated tongues in completion. Across the world grew a terrible consciousness that yearned to find its progenitor. The hulking vessels pulsed with light. The pools and spires pulsed dull tones in recognition, and the black sealed once more, restoring the soul-dominated sky. Illumination left the spires, and the light was erased. See, that makes so much more sense than what I read. Yeah. Mine was nonsense. Got to cut out the nonsense to make like what actually makes sense. <laughs> the Vex make no sense sometimes. I don't think this is Vex necessarily. No, this is like darkness Vex nonsense. This is so good. But this reading style is very reminiscent of the Aeon Soul. Mm-hmm. Aeon Swift and Aeon. Oh, I had it earlier, but yeah, it's the Aeon Cult armors. Um, their lore tab reads a lot the same way, and it's confusing. Aeon Safe. Yeah, that's it. I need to get it. I had to look it up. I did not get that because I got it off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's. It's confusing because of how the pipes work. Mm-hmm. And that was something that people figured out back in Curse of Osiris. Right. The Aeon, um, the Aeon cult gauntlets all came out during the Curse of Osiris as well. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Confusing story. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing. Not much I can really say. It's just poetic about Mercury and Vex. It's, I really like, I'm not usually one for purple prose if it doesn't have a purpose to it. Like you've heard me go on my various rants about. Marasena. Mara, yeah, Marasena and Marasov and like waxing poetic about, you know, her floating in space and, you know, how great she is and how she you know started the entire awoken race and meh but mm-hmm. i mean this is poetic of like the beginning of mercury and like the terraforming of a planet by the vex <laughs> like and sort of by the light kind of like well now now my question is because it's poetic <laughs> is it really vex Vex can be poetic, I think. We haven't seen anything about them being poetic. See, but I find beauty in the Vex. It Just because you do doesn't mean they do. The, I think they do. I mean, have you seen their shit? It's all beautiful. But all their shit has function. Yeah. Function is beautiful. It It's not necessarily 
Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Right. Right. I don't know. I I think I'm remembering, I'm thinking back to Mercury, especially like early Mercury and like a garden world strike, which was one of my favorite strikes, to be honest. I know it was long and like that GM was very painful <laughs> because it was so long. And I yeah. the play for that GM was like, was two people running at least the way that we did it was that we would have two people running hunter and then just like throwing smoke bombs for like the entire part through the forest and then one warlock and then they would just throw smoke bombs and we would like go through and not kill anything and we would just be invisible the entire time yeah until we would have to kill stuff when we get to the trees yeah like that's how we got through it like when you actually like got to your first i think it was an overload champion and like I, when you actually started seeing champions is when we started killing stuff and i think i know where you're going with this but no 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 where where i'm going with it is that like i think at least like the the old mercury and the old like temporal pools and the old idea of mercury like, I don't see how it could be, like, horrifically ugly, I don't think. Right, but... You know, that's my thing. But what I'm getting, or what I was thinking, is that the Vex started terraforming when it already was a garden world. Right. They saw their that... stuff is pretty, too. They saw that beauty and destroyed it. Yeah, but their stuff is pretty also. So, I mean, like, someone had to have created all of their stuff. Right. So. Right. The Vex created their own shit, but, like. Right. I mean, they're they're just, like, a function of themselves. Yeah. And they just exist to exist. And we could talk about the flower game for ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... I like the idea of this entire entry just because it's two poems in one and it has like a darkness poem, like kind of like wrapped inside of this. Yeah. Especially like thinking of when this came out. Oh, when was this released? Season of. <sighs> it was the season before season of arrivals. Okay. So yeah. Season of the worthy. So this was yeah. released in March 10th. 2020 is when this came out so this was released just before the darkness was coming out and if you remember we were doing weekly watches of the pyramid ships coming to see like yep on the walls of those yep. those stupid bunkers so we knew the pyramid ships were coming this season yep and this mentions where is it in here Oh, um, oh, it's towards the end. Walking vessels await in an angular shadow. The pools and spires pulse to dull tones and recognition, and the starless black sealed once more, restoring the soul dominated sky, awaiting an angular shadow. Yep. Illumination left the spires who had begun their work, and the light was sewn erased. 
it was foreshadowing the uh the pyramid ships coming mm-hmm cool it's kind of neat going back and reading something where you know what happened but you can like go back and kind of piece it all together yeah so i mean like back then you're like oh shit there's gonna be a pyramid ship or something because we know they're coming but we didn't at this point when this came out and you get this first chapter that first week right and like you hadn't seen the pyramid ships yet that first week right and and that you just knew something was coming. like that wasn't until like the middle of the season that they started appearing on the wall i think i believe you're right so so like this first entry comes out and people are like what is the angular shadow you know black sealed once more restoring the soul dominated sky awaiting an angular shadow what the hell what the fuck is that right the darkness is coming yeah nobody figured that out until mm -hmm. we saw the actual pyramid ships on the wall and they were like oh mm -hmm. and the next season they were here yeah yeah so there we go it's in the lore book it's kind of cool i think that's neat yeah you want to continue on okay so this is chapter two post exilic Oh my god, is that how you say it? I have no idea. <laughs> hey guys, Rindell popping in for a quick second. It's actually pronounced post-exilic. You're welcome. Curious. Osiris mutters to himself, running his fingers through the dry and dusty etchings inside the spire on Mercury. Sagira, record this. I'll want to cross-reference this pattern with any other constructs we come across. Gladly. I was looking for inspiration for our model anyway. I'm in no mood for humor today, Sagira. So it's just like any other day. Osiris ignores his ghost, fixated on the circular metal structure embedded into the ceiling above him. He stares intently, almost through it, pondering its function. The begetters are apparent to him, a cause for concern. Dropship approaching, Osiris. Cabal? I wish. Your devotees. Osiris shields his eyes from the marigold sand whirling up by the landing shuttle as he approaches, his frustration already mounting. Turn back, fools! He yells before the doors could op fully open. Teacher, we're here to support your efforts! A woman dressed in an ornately patterned cloak appeals my efforts are none of your concern now go osiris's dismissal does nothing to dissuade them they look to the woman for guidance as osiris departs she advances and the group moves in lockstep like scolded dogs they follow him back toward the spire persistent bunch sagira scoffs i've noticed Osiris turns to address them, catching them off guard. I don't know what you hope to f accomplish, but my work does not require zealots. We seek only help. The fashion in which you were ousted from the vanguard, they were wrong to chastise you. They will come to regret their decision. She says with the conviction of solemn promise. Is that a threat? They are the architects of their own destruction. You misunderstand the events that transpired. I was not exiled. 
I chose to leave. There is no acrimony with the Vanguard. Go back to your lives. Osiris says as firmly and calmly as he can muster. I'm afraid that's impossible now that we have read your teachings. My research is not gospel. It's science. It's truth. Osiris considers this. Truth seems subjective these days, Osiris says, finally observing his entourage for the first time. Among them, a small group of men and women, stand two wayward guardians, warlocks, it appears, and a child. Their forlorn faces resonate with him, castaways and believers. The weeks since his departure from the last city have worn on him. He was used to working alone, knowing he could fall back to the city's resources should he need them. Now, adrift in the expanse of purpose, he finds himself longing for a place he could return to, a sanctuary. I have no intention of staying here. There are many constructs like this. They all require my attention. We will follow. No, you won't. I need to move quickly without burden or baggage. Osiris pauses. The irony in casting these people away is not lost on him. But I can offer this. Stay here. Watch over this place. I want to know everything you can discover about it. Should anything occur, I will return. We are at your service. She says, relieved, and bows to Osiris. He grits his teeth. Unpack the ship. She beckons to the group. Yes, Sister Feora. One of the taller men replies. If you find yourself lost in the darkness, we will be your lighthouse. Osiris nods, repressing a twinge of discomfort. He looks up to the spire. Ew. I actually had fun voicing Osiris there. Your Osiris is not bad. <laughs> um, I miss Sagira. <laughs> yeah. So this is like the weeks following his quote exile unquote. His exile from the tower? Because it says here the weeks since his departure from the last city have worn on him. He was used to working alone knowing he could fall back to the city's resources. Uh, now adrift in the expanse of purpose he finds it, so like it it could be no I it I, I don't know like it could be since season of dawn mm -hmm. um, and they're talking about the new lighthouse well second lighthouse because the third one is Saint's broom closet well I mean this is since the the exile since he made the like since he brought Saint back right so yeah, it would be after Season of Dawn then. I'm just trying to, to get the time, like, get the placement for this right, because depending on which lighthouse it is makes all the difference. Because then... It, yeah, like, I'm wondering if it's the lighthouse. Because then, like, it also paints his... his like, we know what Osiris's purpose, you know is mm -hmm. at that point well let's see what in our mind we know kind of what he was doing he had 
brought Saint Fourteen back from the dead because he mm-hmm. missed his burp husband. He had gone to the center of the universe to get the seed for the tree of silver wings and he hadn't let his burb husband know i'm still mad about that not yet yeah but so he had left this lighthouse to go do that right he had so this is before that correct hmm. because him finding the seed led into season of arrivals right because the tree came from that seed right I believe so. We still okay. don't 100% know. So it's just a coincidence that there are two trees then that he has a seed, but also the <laughs> tree was there in Io. I that's no, I don't believe that. Like that tree had to have been his. Well, and considering Right. Considering there are Titan exotics that reference the tree of silver wings. Yeah. And that's before he found the seed. They had to have, if they had known, they had to have known the tree was there, like, in the cradle on Io, if they had exotics referencing the tree, if, I'm, Except that those exotics were back in D1. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. So where would it have been? I'm so confused. Anyway. Mm. So... This is Osiris dealing with his fans. He's just like too fancy. He yells at them and tells them to stay put. I know. <laughs> just like, ugh. I mean, it's one way to get rid of people. I mean, like, if you have people, you got to tell them to go do something. Well, but like, in any work of fiction, when has it really worked out telling people, stay here and do something oh never because then they end up becoming the villain they end up causing all kinds of issues like it just does not work it really doesn't so i'm wondering what fucks up here (laughs) i mean we'll see we'll see in this next one so let's read this next one and we'll find out what happens yep all right i'm gonna read this next chapter this is chapter three the cult of personality Vance had been sitting for the better part of an hour, waiting. Somewhere underneath what had been called the lighthouse, a small chapel had been erected in which an open book lay lonesome upon a lectern overlooking a middling number of pews. He could hear a cast of attendees shifting in their seats from time to time, but mostly he heard wind and stillness. Vance had arrived early in the morning, as much as mourning remained a concept on this blasted planetary waste. His impatience was starting to sweat through his face, loosened by a doubt, time, and the meddling of his own thoughts. He feared the others would notice and pulled a small square of cloth to dab away the perspiration. No one seemed to know he was coming. He had yet to see Osiris, and none had spoken of the prophet beyond cryptic phrases or referencing texts he already knew. Vance faced back toward the haggard door that kept dust and sand from whisking into the spire chapel. He no longer felt sunlight casting through it as he had when he first sat down. Vance gripped the pew, preparing to leave. 
Whispers trickled from a passage at the front of the chapel like drips of condensation falling on echoing stone floors. The passage was small, but twisted downward, deeper still than they already were. Vance could not see where it led, but from it, he heard measured steps and metallic chimes. A robed figure draped in symbology and smelling of fern emerged from the passage flanked by two guardians trimmed in gold. One carried the scent of warmth, the other ozone and tang. You are all in attendance to hear of our findings. The next directive brought to us through the divination of Osiris's own hand. I have seen his words and I believe it is important for us to remember why we followed his path before we look to the future. Vance removed his hands from the pew and slid them into his lap. His eyes jittered in blackness behind a fresh cloth wrap, waiting for clarity. The two guardians circled the chapel, lighting candles and torches that billowed incense. The air thickened. Osiris tells us that the darkness will return, that the darkness will rise and choose its champions tells us that we must look beyond ourselves, beyond the city, if we are to combat such an evil. The Traveler alone will not save us. We are meant to save the Traveler and all of its people. Vance could not help his outburst. The very same who would have cast us out, who exiled the Prophet. Sister Feora allowed the murmurs to rise, simmer, and rest before speaking. The lightless are filled with fear. Fear is a seed of darkness working to compel them to its ends. Osiris sought the truth between the light and the dark through death and study. For their fear of his revelations, they cast him out. The lady nodded in agreement and Feora continued. The speaker wishes to remain in ignorance, but ignorance is the shadow that welcomes in the night. It is the drop below the horizon where a star sinks into surrender. Lightless, we will not allow such a fate, not here. Sister Feora takes a deep breath. We must remain vigilant if we are to protect all the light has touched. The proselytizing figure steps from the lectern. You arrived only hours ago, did you not? Brother, I believed I witnessed your arrival. He did not think his presence worth noting. I did my sister Feora superior. Of course, sister. He should have known from her authoritative tone. I have come to learn. Then your first lesson is this. Listen, the choice to close their ears is what drove the city to fail. It is why we must conduct our work here. It is why without us, their walls will be for nothing. Vance fell silent. Sister Feora let his submission linger and then continued. Each risen light bearer, each guardian is light made flesh by the traveler. They are light and light is wielded. When we refuse to wield the light as needed, we give ground to the darkness. Sister Feora looked out over her congregation. I'm sure many of you have grown curious as to what the light we could wield somewhere as desolate as this. Sister Feora allows herself a smirk 
and brief chuckle before inclining her head to the two guardians now seated at the back of the chapel. It is here that we will stand against the second eclipse of the Traveler's Light. It is here that the collapse shall begin anew, should we falter. I do not know when, only what is and what will be. They stared back at her, eyes full of conviction, faces bright with belief, hearts filled with assured direction. Their minds lacked nuance. Vance's chest swelled as he breathed in their stalwart faith coiled around sweetly smelling barks and spices that popped over torchlight. The spires of Mercury shall be filled with the glory of the Traveler. Their light will shine against the long shadow when darkness reaches to snuff out the sun. Mercury will sing when day finds night and we will direct it. These are Osiris's words by his own hand. We followed the prophet here to facilitate his preparations for the second coming, whatever they may be. She marinated in the energy of the chapel. We will learn how the light here is to defeat the darkness. This is what he has asked of us. These lighthouses are our deliverance. And now, my brothers and sisters, there is much work to do. The herd stood in response to their shepherd, Vance among them. I do not want to be a part of your cult. I don't like this at all. <laughs> She's creepy. I made her right. creepy. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> but like... She's super creepy. Like, I knew that they were creepy. I didn't realize they were this creepy. Right. Like, this is religion slash cult stuff. Like, this is... Yeah. I felt a little uncomfortable. Like, I understood... Yeah, I understood that they were creepy. Like, like, you... I... We've all understood that they were followers of Osiris, that the people who maintained the lighthouses were all like, were all deep, like devotees of Osiris. Mm -hmm. But this is like next level. This is blind. This is blind. Next level. We have created a religion around you. And now there are guardians also in your religion. What? Right. This is like, this is kind of like Praxic Fire next level bullshit going on. <laughs> this this is very much like the same kind of like blind, the guardian, like the traveler will fix everything that that we saw Shira have in the last, in the last book that we just read. Yeah. Kind of. The last that, month like, of that, entries. Yeah. The very, like, that's that very blind kind of faith that you have in that that blind conviction that you have yeah. like in the one thing and that's like very much a theme in a lot of books it's also a theme in a lot of cults yeah i mean even the hive have it like in the deep also <laughs> like the hive have their their blind conviction like in the deep yeah and um and I guess, like, 
the elixir you have it in the great machine so is this isn't just like a human thing this is very much like a a lot of a civilization different races thing. in yeah this is a civilization and a lot of different races have that same conviction right whether it's yeah. it's religion or faith or mm -hmm. just like the knowledge that something is going to be there yeah it's very creepy though i don't like it yeah Mhm. Mm yeah this was very very a lot like considering they talk about chapels and pews and congregation like they made a full-on religion uh, around him yeah i mean do you remember the lighthouse on mercury like Mm -hmm. I, yeah I'm like thinking I mean they had like all these like little secret nooks like even in Curse of Osiris you could go like they had like the secret nook where you like go get Sagir you put Sagir's shell in the book and then like Sagir's ghost comes out and like goes into your ghost yeah that was on earth yeah that's like creepy mm -hmm. there's like a secret like Osiris cult installation like, who knows how many of those exist? Yeah. Like, that Osiris cults are... That's creepy and weird. I don't like it. Do you want to read the next one to see if that's creepy and weird, too? Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah, I'll continue on. And this is going to be the, our final entry for the night. This is Chapter 4, Reflections. Entry 3. My days since arriving at this sanctuary have been blessed with acceptance and tranquility. Healthy debate regarding the teacher's words is welcomed and appreciated. We all seek to understand the light and the necessity for darkness. Sister Feora has fawned over my interpretation of the texts. She said I could see what others could not. She has opened my mind to the consideration that my condition is a blessing rather than a curse. Time will tell. Entry 8 Our peace was disrupted today by an assault from the warmongering cabal at our doorstep. I was ushered to safety at the top of the spire by Liana, one of our warlock sisters. Without a moment's notice, she jumped straight into the fray and began to push our intruders back. During the battle, something strange occurred. Liana was fighting near insurmountable odds, based on the amount of ammunition I heard discharged, and she was overcome. Of course, she was resurrected by her ghost, but the spire reacted. There was a hum. The timber consisted of two distinct resonating tones, one smooth and warm, the other sharp and cold. I thought I could have imagined it through the the ringing of gunfire, but it was most certainly there. It was almost imperceptible, and I thought merely a coincidence until it happened again. Aramak, the other warlock and student of the Dawnblade, was also temporarily disposed of. The roar of the Colossus's slug launcher, tearing through Aramak's flesh, was unmistakable. But so was the tone that followed. I have to know more. 
we were able to withstand their incursion, but not without suffering a few casualties. Now we must prepare for a funeral, but my thoughts are dominated by that mysterious tone. Perhaps later, we can try to replicate it. Entry 12 After explaining the phenomenon to Sister Feora, she has recruited the warlocks to participate in thanatonautic death trials in the hopes to recreate the hum and gain some clarity into its purpose. During these trials, I had others accompany me to the top of the spire to see if they too could hear the tones. None were able to ascertain much. It seems one would need to be musically inclined or have some training, and the weight has fallen on me to decipher the code. I can't be sure of the intent, but I am certain of the cause. Every time one of our warlocks sacrificed themselves, that same resonance would reverberate through my ears. What does it mean? And what purpose does it serve? Is the spire, in fact, an instrument? I need to expand my research further and see what tones this structure is capable of producing. Entry 22 Through countless debates, I have received permission to broaden the scope of my inquisition. We have designs to organize something more formal, launching under the guise of a tournament or competition. We're leveraging contacts we've made to repurpose some weaponry as bounty. The Guardians are already killing themselves in Shax's Crucible. I proposed making our version more exclusive to draw out only the most adept fighters with the strongest connection to the light. We can make them purchase entry to further fund our studies. They will literally pay for the privilege to kill each other for our rewards. I've stumbled onto something grand. I will do whatever it takes to get the answers I seek, just as Osiris would. Should he ever return, I imagine he will be quite proud and pleased to meet me. And thus began the trials of Osiris. Yeah, like this is making it sound like it's D1 trials. Yep. So everything we've seen so far has been before D1. Yes. That is what it sounds like. So, he hasn't saved his burb husband yet. No, burb husband is still long dead. <laughs> Man, I, f I feel creeped out just have having read it that way. Yeah. I'm okay. From a scientist's perspective, this is super interesting because he's getting a lot of data. And it's good data. It's not a good way to have people participating in trials and they don't know what they're doing. You should at least be like upfront with, hey, we're doing this experiment. You're killing yourself so I can get data on the spire. So it resonates. So I get data on that. That's why you're doing this. But you're getting rewarded in terms of this cool gun. That's neat. Thank you. So, I mean... He should be upfront about that. He should. But he's not. But he's not. No. But at the same time, like... It, it just makes me think that all the Guardians are like the blind group. Yes. 
the, the followers of Osiris don't care. They're just like, oh yeah, let's let's buy some weapons from Shacks, paint on them, mm-hmm. give them out as rewards. Absolutely. And like he says, they will literally pay for the privilege to kill each other for our rewards. Mm-hmm. We did have to actually purchase, and we still do. Um, yep. We have to purchase our way to play Trials. Trials Passage. Mm-hmm. So we are literally paying to be a part of the experiment that we don't yep. know we're a part of. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Hate that. Totally hate that. Um, but I think it's really interesting that that is how the trials came about. Is that he wanted to do an experiment on the way that the lighthouse resonated. Yeah. And so he's like, "Hey, do you know what? When you die, the lighthouse like makes a funny chime." So how about we get a bunch more? He's like, so how about you thanatonaut yourself so we can get more data? And so Sister Feora, the crazy one, who we just heard be crazy in the last, you know, like reading, because she be super crazy. <laughs> so well, I kind of feel like they all like, are. Yeah, we need. Exactly. So she's like, hey, do you know what? Great idea guardians go kill yourselves a bunch and they're like cool we're gonna do that because we too are crazy and so they went and did that to get data and they're like we need more data so they got a bunch of guardians but they said we're not going to tell you how to do it we're just going to have you crucible yourselves and we're going to make it super exclusive so everyone's going to want to do it but you have to pay because they're geniuses because what's better than getting data and then making them like pay to kill themselves? Right. <laughs> Super smart. Like very smart. So smart. Right. <laughs> He's so good at this. It's I can't like even. <laughs> it's like running an experiment on on a group of people and then having them pay you to run the experiment. Exactly. Like, I can't I don't even know how. It's like brilliant. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So good. So what do you think so far of all of this? Now that you've you've read these four entries so far. They're fucking batshit crazy. Is this essentially of like how the trials have started from like beginning of like the lighthouse? Oh yeah. Beginning of Mercury to the lighthouse. Oh yeah. And this is like the D1 history of the lighthouse. lighthouse. Yes. So, beginning of D one lighthouse. What do you think? Osiris obviously wants nothing to do with this. He's like, okay, crazy people. Like, you guys want to keep this lighthouse safe for me. Bye bye. <laughs> then, like, goes off and does not look and see what's happening. Well, and, and well, meanwhile, an entire cult forms around this lighthouse while he's gone. Right. <laughs> well, and 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 like. I I used to think that Vance was cool back in D1. Yeah. And then Curse of Osiris, like, he just got relegated to a fanboy. He's such a simp. And right here, like, it's 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 a weird mix of the two. He's total simp. He is. But, like, he actually thinks for himself and not just of Osiris. I mean... I do, I keep thinking of the last entry 
of when the pyramid ships were here mm-hmm. and how he left the game and like how badass that was of how he like gouged the eyeballs out of like his own like darkness like mirror image darkness him clone. mirror yeah his darkness clone yeah and that's so metal and like like that totally redeemed him in my eyes <laughs> like me too and i i will never forget that and like brother vance you're super badass like in my eyes so i i will never think you're just like a spineless simp ever again i don't know i like this so far i think it's crazy but oh yeah like it, it's, it's absolutely cuckoo for cocoa puffs but it's i mean yeah but it's interesting but it's interesting yeah i am very much uh i'm i'm enjoying reading it i am too very much so yeah I still, I think, like, my favorite one so far is the very first entry, even though it's really hard to read. The number of times I had to, like, <laughs> stop and reread it are too many, and I swear to I swear to fuck if you put, it, like, any of those, like, at the end of this episode, I will, I know where you live. But or ring it. it no! <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's uh very cool how they wrote that. Essentially, yeah. it's like two different lore books in one, or two different lore entries in one, and I think that's uh, very unique. Um, even though it made it twice as long to read, and I don't know, it's like a hidden decoder, like spy bullshit, like in a lore entry. I really like it. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. I think it's cool. It's something different. It's most lord entries are just like very straightforward and that one was not it took a little bit of thought oh absolutely i thought that was neat i don't know i like stuff like that and and i like how even in the purple prose you know flowery text it was Mm -hmm. still accurate in foreshadowing it was yeah it wasn't just flowery for no reason like it had a purpose and was very it was very accurate the pyramid ships did in fact come and the light did in fact leave Mercury because it's no longer there. It's just a big ball of nothing. The shadow has descended over Mercury. It is not there. Because I think it's the the way it worked is that it's just the planets just poofed. Yeah. And there's a darkness in anomaly lore. there there's, in their place. Right. Right. So it really is the light left and it's just darkness. It's It's not that they... They're just like physically not there. Like there's just like almost like a gravity well, but not. Yeah. So. But yeah. And see, it was neat. And see, my favorite entry so far is entry four. Seeing, seeing why the trials of Osiris became a thing in D one. Mm-hmm. Is fun. Yeah. I mean, we keep them now because they're they feel like an excuse. Like we have to have them around, but. I like that they have a purpose in lore, and that's why we have them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Yeah. Hmm. So, Orchid, shout-outs? Um, shout-out to all of my friends I've been playing New World with. <laughs> <laughs> I've not really touched Destiny this week. 
especially after like just seeing the absolute just vitriol like idiocy on twitter like i really want to have nothing to do with destiny because all of you are fucking children not people who listen to this people who listen to this podcast you guys are lovely it's not you it's twitter that's the problem with destiny (laughs) Um, i'm sure no i I saw some of i saw some of you on twitter i saw some of you on twitter i'm not gonna name who you are but i saw some of you shameful anyway it's okay what about you almas uh so actually shout out to a group of friends uh 2k ursa raging monkeys and chaotic josh we all decided to jump into a a new game called deep rock galactic what is that game it's a first person shooter but you're playing space dwarves mining shit like it's oddly really fun the actual description for it is deep rock galactic is a one to four player co-op fps featuring badass space dwarves 100 percent destructible environments procedurally generated caves and endless hordes of alien monsters it came that sounds fun it came out (laughs) may of last year like what and and it's on game pass so amazing if anybody has game pass for xbox or windows try it it is really fun get a group of of friends together you'll have a blast like i will have to go play it it like it's fun by yourself but it's more fun with a team okay so it is multiplayer then yes and cross-platform Oh, so I can play it on my PC? Yes. And people with Xbox can play on there. Uh, I don't know about PlayStation because I, most of my friends are either on Xbox or PC. But yeah, we've, uh, we just got through the tutorial stuff. And like the first quest line is 10 missions long and they just get more and more difficult and it's just it's so much fun like my group is just sitting there yelling at each other (laughs) screaming because you got jump scares and shit oh it's 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 fun so yeah my shout out is to them nice that sounds like a really good time i'll have to check it out I know the next game I think I'm going to conquer. I've been getting a lot of mileage out of Hitman 3 because there's all these like community created assassinations that I just kind of discovered, like stumbled upon, and I didn't know they were a thing in the game. (laughs) And that is very dangerous for me because I have just been like on my own time, been playing a bunch of them, and they are super fun. Like, And they're all really ridiculous. And they all have like very weird stipulations like you must wear the clown outfit while like sneaking into like this party and no one has to notice you. And then you have to kill this person, but you have to like kill them by throwing them off of like 
a balcony like into the middle of the party and that is how you win and i'm like how though <laughs> and that's how you have to do it I'm like okay fuck christ <laughs> all right i mean okay <laughs> fine <laughs> i'll figure it out <laughs> this is fine that is so, that is great <laughs> it's a lot of fun I mean, there are other games out there, like, God, I still see people just like, I don't know, it's fine. And, and there are other games out there, and I, besides Destiny. Destiny's getting into that. Destiny's getting into that time of year where there's going to be just like not a whole lot to do. Go experience other games. Yep. I I just Halo's coming out in December. I just went through game pass and downloaded a bunch of games that i thought looked fun um i played the beta for battlefield oh 2048 it's super fun like go try that i'm super bad at it oh i'm sure i am too. like oh my god it's very chaotic but it's a lot of fun yeah <laughs> halo is more fun but yeah anyway mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the part of the episode we like to give special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas. You can find him at Rindle Zivas. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B. That's at Volshock B on Twitter. The music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net they are the resource we use to make our show notes thank you Baxter thank you Baxter and reminders you can find us on twitter at guardians underscore lore at hey it's orchid or at i underscore am underscore elemist you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com you can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast, and if you do, let us know. And you can do that by joining our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description. But if you're lazy, that's discord.gg slash lorehub. Nice. So, Orchid, say goodbye. Hmm? Bye. Take care. Otters. I just wanted to say otters. The expanse above, a cup rimmed in gamma ink radiance, dammed against the Mercurian sky at the... What the fuck word is that? Carmon? Carmon line? Carmen line? Is that an actual thing? Oh, it is. What is it? Oh, it's the Von Karman line. Holiday who'd be what now? The Von Karman line. I just didn't recognize it with a <laughs> It's the between the atmosphere and outer space. Oh, okay. I've never seen it with like little, uh, little uh, whatever those are called. Tildes. 
Yeah, yeah. Those aren't tildes. Those are like little asterisk things. Tildes are the little like whatsy who's the little meow. The Man, little lazy I'm zooming in now. No, those are tildes. Or sorry, uh No. Those are accents. Yeah. Accent a I knew the key, I just got the wrong one. <sighs> I hate this. Yeah. This <laughs> sucks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the hard one. <laughs> yeah. It's hard with all of the fucking like. <laughs> yeah. I got this. This is fine. I can do this. Okay. You're fine. You got this. <sighs> fucking Christ. I'm a professional. <sighs> I might want to read the first paragraph and a half again. Okay, you want to do that now? Just so you can, yeah, just so you can prop it in. Okay. Now that I can, like, kind of read it and see what I'm doing, it took me a little bit to <laughs> figure out what I was doing. Fuck this one. <laughs> it's so hard to see. I'm so sorry. It's all good. And we've got one more of the, like this, but. I know. Week. That one's that one's not as much though. That one's only one paragraph. The prostol the the prostitutizing is prostolatizing prostolatizing. Hey, got it. Prostitution? Prost the prostitution figure.